Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work. They're illegal. With the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Let's pick up with Tammy. She's in Glendale this morning. She's going to be our story picker for Mark and Neanderthal's story time. Hi, Tammy. Hello. Welcome to the radio program this morning. How are you, Tammy? I'm wonderful. How are you? We are well, and thank you for your feigned concern. What we have here this morning is a choice between two stories that you get to be the decider on. Which story do you think is more interesting? My story of where I stole some services without paying for it, and I'm I'm, I'm here to confess for it. Or Mark's story, which is... Yeah, it's actually a, a, a friend who um, pulled an amazing high school prank to get out of an assignment. In fact, the whole class was able to get out of the assignment. That's pretty good. I think that's, that's the one I'm going to go with. Oh, that's the story one? you're going with. Okay. All right, yeah, I kind of figured that would be the way it would go. All right, so. When, when did you graduate from high school, Tammy? 86. 86, right. okay. Right, me so, too, yeah. So Here's the here's the deal on this story. Um, we, had, uh, we saw some friends on Saturday night. You know, from six feet away, I heard this story mm-hmm. from my friend Tom, and I don't know how we got to it, but when he was in high school, he was in honors English. And they had an assignment to read a John Steinbeck novel. Tammy, did you read John Steinbeck at all when you were in high school? I did. Like The Red Pony, I think, was one of them. Grapes of Wrath is another one. Yeah, he wrote a ton of books. So exactly, my friend Tom did not feel like reading a John Steinbeck novel. So here was the plan. After hours, he went back to the high school and got into it. Wait, wait, wait. He broke into the high school. He was able to work his way into the high school. Mark, Mark, it's breaking and entering is what that is. He found a method of getting into the high school after hours. I I just would like to tell you that the line between between harmless high school prank and felonious entry of a government building has been crossed. Yeah. I'm just saying. There was some of that. Okay. That's why I'm not giving his last name. All right, cool. I'm pointing it out for the record, lest we be subpoenaed. All right. so, So, Tammy, here's what he did after that. He gets into the high school. He goes into the high school library, grabs one of those carts that they have for books. He grabs every single John Steinbeck book <laughs> in the school, and he knows of an empty locker in one of the hallways. He takes the books down to the locker, puts the books inside the locker, closes it, puts one of his own padlocks on it, and locks it. <laughs> and then puts the cart back in the library and leaves the school. <laughs> so I would just like to point something out for the record. Your Honor, let the record show that the amount of effort it took to pull off this caper mm-hmm. is significantly more than it would have taken to read a John Steinbeck novel. Probably, That's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, he could have re- read it on the bowl. Come on, man! This—I mean, this is this takes lazy to a way, way more involved level than it needed it's, to be. It's great though because he said over the next month, every morning announcement, it was like uh, it's been reported that every John Steinbeck novel is missing from the school library. If you know anything about this, please come to the office. And then the next week, it was just to let all students know the police have been informed of the removal of the John Steinbeck novels. If you know anything, please come to the office. Sure. And so. 
Yeah. He, w- he was never caught for it. Nobody ratted, see? Nobody. Omerta. I, I'm not sure anybody knew except him. But well, that, he, that's how that's how it works, man. You're going to keep a secret. You yep. get, you're the only one that can know the secret exactly. until until Mark Devine of KSLX tells your secret on the air <laughs> to literally dozens of listeners on President's Day. So the next, you know, right before graduation, he opens up the locker. He takes his padlock, locks it, puts it in his pocket. He takes one of the books out, closes the locker. And he puts a little note inside the book that says, all the books are in locker number, blah, blah, blah. And puts it into the book drop. This is the day before graduation. The next day he goes and he graduates and he was never caught for it. Huh. Pretty can't good, that, Tammy. Can't, can't do that now. There's, <laughs> there are cameras all over. Everywhere. I know. You like that, Tammy? Love it. I love it. Which John Steinbeck book did you read when you were in high school? Do you remember? Grapes of Wrath. Okay. Yeah, that's the one most people read. Yeah, yeah. Right. I've never read it. I've never read a John Steinbeck novel as far as I know. All right. Well, Tammy, we're very impressed. You're one of our most well-read listeners, I'm sure, just by virtue of having read The Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> Congratulations, Tammy. That was Have a great, a great story. day, Tammy. You just made the show worth listening to this morning. There you go. It's, it's pretty damn crafty, yeah, it's isn't not, it? Not bad at all. As somebody who is a huge fan of intricate practical jokes, I raise yeah. my glass to you, sir. Of, of, well played. Of course, it was very, very wrong. Sure. Yeah. We, we're not advocating. We're just no. merely recognizing yeah. the brilliance of that, yep. that prank. So how great was that video over the weekend of the woman? Uh, it was somewhere in Texas. Yeah, she's in Texas, yeah. Tackling the peeping Tom. That was phenomenal. It was, in case you missed it, this woman, she's a mom. She, she comes home. She was out doing an early morning shopping run. She comes home and she sees somebody peeping into her daughter's bedroom window. Oh. 15-year-old daughter. Oh, good way to get shot in Texas. She calls the police. Yeah. And the guy's running through the neighborhoods. The cops are in the neighborhood. He's running around, running around. He happens to make his way back towards her house. And the mom tackles him. It's all caught on the police cars. It was a stationary police vehicle on the dashboard cam. There's two things that, that I want to point out here. Uh, one is she breaks down better than most oh most NFL linebackers. She breaks down pretty amazingly. And secondly, she did it in front of the camera. So she's got a big future in the <laughs> National Football great. League. You know, like that, that ego cam that they have in the end zone where yeah. everybody, when something happens, they all, this thing, this dash cam on the, on the cop car, it was almost like it was staged to be yeah. there. Yeah, and it's just fascinating to watch. I, I watched it like, I, I, I told my it's wife about so it. Good. And, and I was like, yeah, you got to see this. And, and you wind up watching it like 20 times because yeah. it's fascinating the way she sets her feet. Textbook. It, yeah. I mean, I, I played football for uh, up through college and watching the way she breaks down, I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly how they've taught it since yeah. Pop Warner. You want to talk about wrapping a guy up. She, was, she I mean, wraps this guy old, up and yeah. she tackles him. And, Brings and, him right down. And then the cops, <clears throat> uh, you know, the cops descend on him. So it's just great. I mean, yeah. it was a fantastic tackle. I mean, she must have brothers. Sure, you would think. To, to I mean, learn how to tackle. Well, uh, and to be fair, Mark, that's a little sexist. Yeah, I guess. You're saying, I mean, it's, a little sexist, I, mean, it's, I guess. It's yeah. Texas. She's probably been watching football since she was just a kid. I mean, it's a religion there. Here's the thing. I'm going uh, to point out to you just in it's case. It's hard to tell the story without being a little sexist. I would just say that it, I will give you a subtle reminder. If you wade into what could be potentially offensive or sexist territory right. with this description, right. I'll let you know. Okay, I'm just saying, you know, what I mean is, you know, girls don't usually play contact sports. 
They do now. Women can do stuff now, Mark, and you're just going to have to deal with it. I have nothing but admiration for this woman. I mean, you know, luckily she was wearing pants instead of a dress and high heels, which I think is what... Well, that's what women prefer to wear, right? No. No, Mark. Listen, women. I mean, you know... They can wear whatever they want. I'm just saying, not want. a lot of women would try this because, you know, you could break a nail. That's a problem, Mark. You're you're wading into this. This, By the way, Mark, I'm just trying to tell Mark the story. I'm just saying, it, it, you know, it's, tra- it's, it's very weird that she came home from the store by herself. You know, usually she would need her husband to drive her, right? Mm. Mark, well, what are you doing? Listen, I'm just saying, um, you know, it was embarrassing for this guy, I'm sure, to, you know, couldn't outrun a girl. Uh, anyway, okay, I'll, I'll finish it with a nice compliment. She, uh, you know, they interviewed her. She cleans up really nicely. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> Are you done? Are you I'm done. I'm, I'm done. It's, it's just, a good thing this, uh, that nobody's listening today because no, exactly. the, the hate it's, mail would flow. You know, from a serious standpoint, it is phenomenal Again, video. We'll, we'll post it later, right? Super impressed. Yeah, it'll be yeah. up right after we get off the air this morning. We'll put that on so that it's, we... We want you to listen to the show this morning, both of you, until at least 10, at least <laughs> no, until 10 o'clock. You've got to see this video if you haven't seen it, so check it out. We'll have it up to Mark Neanderthal Facebook page later. She hits like a girl. <laughs> you know what? we got to uh, talking to a bunch of people who also saw that video over the weekend. Of yeah, the, the- the Check. mom, the mom in Texas tackling a guy who was peeping into her daughter's window. Just yeah. it's great video. I love the fact that if you watch the video, you will see her adjust her footwork. You know how oh, no, you know, she, she breaks down. She she gets those feet set and she goes after the guy. There's a little tuck at her waistline at one point right before she goes after him. And I think she's tucking her cell phone into her pocket to make sure that doesn't go flying. I mean, it, it's it's amazing how much is running through your head in this millisecond. As it look, there's a I mean, I, I don't see the video clearly, but it looks like she might have a cigarette like on the side of her mouth or whatever. Like it looks like she think just, I'll have to you know, I'll look I, again. I, I mean, and I won't just look at She's like, mm hmm. All right. Here it comes. Yeah. Like she takes her hand. And puts the button in mug. All right, I guess this is happening. Right, <laughs> this has to happen. Let's do it correctly. And the only thing, the only mistake she did make. I mean, if I'm going to criticize her technique, tackling technique, maybe she, went a little high. A little high, and she didn't get her helmet on the other side. She didn't. <laughs> she didn't get it, you know so that so that he couldn't spin out. Yeah, but she did wrap tightly. Oh my god! And so I mean, the, and the wrap and the way she brought him to the ground. It it reeks of training. Like she yes. somewhere along the line, that girl played football. Yeah, like organized football at some level. It's really it, great. It video. may have been flag football or whatever it was when she was a little girl. But man, did she she grew up watching somebody hit somebody. We'll get it. It up was on pretty. The, uh, it was pretty great. We'll get it on the Mark and the Interpol Facebook page sure. a little bit later. What's up? Hey, this is one of the two listeners that's actually listening this morning. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and <laughs> I just listened to that story and. There's there's one thing I gotta know. What? Yes, there you go. <laughs> what, what do you need to know? Yes. Is she hot? Is she hot? Uh, is she hot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. See you guys. All right then. Yes. Thank you for checking in. Yes, that would be sexist. Also, actually, I saw an interview with the woman. Right. And I, I won't make any value judgments on her appearance or anything like that, but I'll just say that she, like most of us, looked different. When you know there are television cameras coming for an interview, as you do 
when you've just come back from a 7 a.m. grocery store run. So what you're saying is she cleans up well. I'm saying she cleaned up. Mm. Yeah. You know what? Also sexist. Isn't that what we all do? Like, it's so funny how we all look like crap when we go to the grocery store. And yet, is there a place that you're more likely to randomly run into somebody you know than the grocery store? And this is why women are smarter than we are. Because how many times have you said to your wife or significant other when you're on your way out and she's spending an extra couple of minutes in front of the mirror? And you're like, what are you doing? I'm getting ready. What do you mean you're getting ready? We're going to Walmart. And she's she's like, you never know. You never know. They're smarter than we are. We're right. like, we don't give a rat's ass. We're wearing, yeah. you know, a, a purple jersey with with bright yeah. red pants, cut and, off sweatpants. Yeah, and you know, and, you know, and our and our uh, Chewbacca slippers, right. whatever it is we're going to do. But no, they they're absolutely aware of yeah. what's going on. They're way better than we are. It's so funny because. You're more likely to run into somebody sure. you know there yep. at the grocery store than anywhere else, and yet we all go looking like we just rolled out of bed. And as we all know, the Fawn says there's no better place to pick up chicks. Right. Yep. Just hey. saying. It is Mark and the Paul. Mark over here. Hi, Paul, I'm Paul. Paul over there. By the way, how are you feeling? I, I should let you all know that Paul was felled by a very bad headache this weekend. Yeah. It was I mean, a sinus headache. It was yeah. one of those ones that you hear, you feel behind your eyes. Um, it, I wouldn't say it, 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 it rose to the level of migraine, but it was painful. It was one of those, like I was squinting. You know what I mean? Like where mm-hmm. you where you just know every move you're, you're doing anything you can to try and take pressure off off your sinuses. You know, what or whatever you needed was to... a nice uh, packet of goodies headache powder. <laughs> yeah, the stuff that looks like a that looks like an eight ball and a little piece of <laughs> looks like somebody. I don't, took know, a, I don't know if we still have goodies headache powder. It looks like it looks like somebody took an eight ball. I mean, for for those of you that are, don't know what that means, that's a little bit of cocaine uh, and put it into a rolling paper. <laughs> That's kind of that's. I mean, it's two drugs in one. It's two great it's, drugs in one. I always. Uh, I used to. See, I don't know where I used to see that commercial. It's mostly a southern thing. I think. If, if, uh, if yeah, I saw it a lot anybody, in Tennessee and in Louisiana when I lived down yeah, there. Yeah. If somebody's from the southeast, you could probably verify that. But yeah. uh, Goodies headache powder. Tennessee was big, man. Yeah. It, well, it always seems so weird to me. It's like. Yeah, it's like aspirin, but we stepped on it first. <laughs> it really is. You know how like they say, always say like if you if your dog is having some some uh, allergy issues, they say smash up a couple of Benadryl and give it to your dog. Right. Well, that's what this stuff is. It's it's pre smashed aspirin essentially. Yeah. Are you supposed? To, I always I never knew. Are you supposed to snort it? <laughs> what are you supposed to do with it? And yeah, do you mix it into water? I don't know what you do. Yeah, is it, is it like is it like Alka Seltzer or Brioski or something like that? Yeah, there's an old reference. Brioski. Brioski is a You're very welcome. old yeah, reference. That's another Holy one. There, cow. my father used to use Brioski. Yeah. Um, I, I always want. I wonder if you get pulled over. If you ever got pulled over, and I don't even know if you can get it here. Goodies, Goodies headache powder. <laughs> Goodies headache powder. It just sounds She's ridiculous. So stupid. Um, it sounds like a, it sounds like one of those a miracle cures. Come on down. I've got the Goodies headache yeah. powder. We'll take care of your head. You know what you wash it down with? What? Some sweet tea that mom made. Mom made. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I wonder if anybody has ever been pulled over carrying Goodies headache powder <laughs> and had the cops analyze it as if it were cocaine. <laughs> I like the guys. In the, I mean, I mean, yeah. is that your excuse? Uh, what's this in your pocket here? Uh, it's just some Goodies headache powder, sir. Yep. I'm sure it is. Yeah, the poor cop thinks he makes the bust of his career. Yeah. And then the lab results come back and gets busted down to beat cop again. Yeah, just goodies headache powder. That's something that doesn't even get. I don't even know if that's a, a thing that exists anymore. Might as well put that there with your Dr. Zog sex wax or whatever. Right. That stuff. Yeah, just. <laughs>
Now, you dumbasses, hell yeah, we got them. Yeah. It's time for the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. All right, looks like 48-year-old Robert Covington is in some trouble. Covington, get in here. Robert is a co-owner of the Sinner's Swing Strip Club. Oh, one of my favorite Van Halen songs. In Mayfield, Pennsylvania. Fair so warning, 1981's Fair Warning. Yeah. That's a good, that could be a top three classic rock album. <laughs> so, nothing wrong with being a co-owner of a strip club. Gentlemen's clubs are perfectly legal in Pennsylvania. Sure, just, like, just like Arizona, pretty much every state. Mm-hmm. But it appears that Robert let his club slide over into some illegal activities. At a strip club, you say? Yeah, shocking, no. huh? Wait. One of those illegal activities was gambling, as officials staked out the club and found that it had <laughs> illegal video gambling machines, and Robert was right there supervising a lot of the payouts to winners. You and I both know the betting that goes on at strip clubs every night. Bet those are fake. <laughs> <laughs> Authorities also discovered that girls were making up to $4,000 a week for extra services Uh-oh. they provide to customers in Uh-oh. the VIP rooms. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's, that's prostitution right there. Oh, I, li- I live with two adult dancers. I'm going to tell you that they pay everything in singles. Yeah. $4,000 is a lot of money. Yep. And again, Robert was right there arranging the deals, making payouts, etc. There were also text messages between Robert and his partners about how much money was taken in the previous night. And Yeah, yet, that's just stupid right and, there. And then the deposits into the bank didn't correspond to the same amount of money. It was much less that, that went sounds, into the bank. Sounds yeah. like tax fraud is what's it's going on a, there. A little bit of laundering going uh, on. Oh. Yep. This all adds up to big legal trouble for Robert. And the crazy thing is being a co-owner of the strip club isn't even his full-time gig. Oh, really? What's his full-time yeah. gig? Well, because of the strip club, Robert's been suspended without pay from his full-time gig. Which, which is? a uh, Pennsylvania State Trooper. Oh. Is what, yes, upholds the law. Oh. He does, generally speaking, on an average day. Yep. $99,000 gig. Right. What, as a down, state trooper? Yeah, Pennsylvania. Right that's down pretty the good. Yeah. 100K a year as a state trooper. That's not, that's good money. I mean, it's not $4,000 a night. <laughs> no, that's that's 200000 a year right there. No, no, $4,000 a week. Oh. Yeah. Whatever. Probably some were making 4000 a night, depending wow. on which extra services they provided. That is that is something. You yep. lose a 100K a year job. Yep. So well, because, all right, well. We will make Robert the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. I think that's a beautiful story you just told. Yeah, you're the only one. <laughs> so that was sponsored by Ride Now Power Sports. They sponsored the dumbass of the day at ridenow.com. Hope you had a great weekend. Maybe you're still having your weekend. Maybe you've got yeah, today, you off. today yeah. off. Yeah, today off, yeah. A lot of people have today off. Reduced crowd out there working today. But I feel like the good-looking girl's best friend. We're still here at the bar. We are still here. Yeah. We're, we're slaving away. It's Mark and Deanna Paul. Phone number is 480-470-KSLX. Hey, guys. I just think that it bears mentioning today that former Valley resident Michael McDowell won his first NASCAR race after 358 starts. He's a former Valley resident. His mother was a teacher or superintendent of the school here. And uh, I think it bears mentioning on the Arizona tip today. If he wants to do something impressive, let him turn right. Yeah. (laughs) That's 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 pretty cool, though. I think not only winning winning a NASCAR race like that, but all those years he sang lead for the Doobie Brothers, yeah. Michael McDowell. Right, I, right. But no, <laughs> you're my <laughs> No, no. We, 
Listen, that is that is a pretty cool deal. We're just having some fun, but that is a pretty cool deal. 358 starts, you say? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I read this morning was 358 starts. But to win your first NASCAR race after that many starts and have it be the premier event of NASCAR yeah. is incredible. That is true. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, thanks for checking in, buddy. Um, you can't pass me on the corner. <laughs> it's Michael McDowell. Oh. Not, and, not uh, the same guy at all. Nor is it Malcolm McDowell. No. The actor. It's uh, <laughs> and it's, it's, the not- lo- it's the love child of Michael McDonald and Malcolm McDowell. Yes, yes. It's Michael McDowell. Yes, Drew Geese, yes. <laughs> yes. Go with that. So, so stupid. And, and I, I, while, while we were talking, I Googled, and a typical NASCAR season is 38 races, which is a long season. It's like 10 months. That's insane. I mean, I, I, I like if you asked me to name more than like three races, I couldn't. I could tell you the Daytona 500, the Brickyard 500, I think. Yeah, Dar- and, then, and then I'm done. Uh, no, you can name yeah, whatever, but you don't know what it is. Like Bristol something. Yeah, the something something 500 and the and, something 350 and, and the- Talladega whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but NASCAR- Daytona 500. Everybody knows that. Thirty races, yeah. thirty eight races. Thirty eight races. So he's probably been around for about eleven years, and this Finally is, wins this the is race. his first race that he's won. And he won the Daytona 500, which is the showcase race for the for the NASCAR circuit. Now I don't want to tarnish his achievement. But there was an 18-car pileup in the race. Yeah, was it 16 or 18? <laughs> yeah, it was a like massive yeah. pileup right near the end. And, and he just happened to be kind of cruising in the back. Because he was he in was the like, back. He, he wasn't was even like, close to winning the race is what, what we're saying. Let me just wander through these crowds. <laughs> Hang on through a this, second. Through this yeah. wreckage. Yeah. I will just uh, buzz my way through here. Yeah, and he went up the winner. So, sure. you know, sometimes you need a little luck, right? And he got <laughs> that. So I, I'll tell you, it was a more surprising ending than the impeachment trial. I think we can all agree on that, right? Political, just obvious. Yes, clearly. Right? All righty then. Congrats to him. That's that's a cool deal and a former Valley resident. So. We had a really nice weekend, nice and sunny in the 70s, and heard, yeah. smelled people uh, barbecuing yesterday. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Nice. And in fact, I, uh, I I barbecued me. Well, I didn't barbecue because I don't have a barbecue anymore, but I, I cooked me up a tomahawk steak over the weekend. First time I'd ever done that. A tomahawk steak. Tomahawk steak. Yeah, I saw it at, saw it at the supermarket. I was like, oh, I got to have that. The hell's a tomahawk steak? Tomahawk steak is... Uh, I got to Google that. It's massive. It looks like prime rib. It's a huge, like, it's like two inches thick. And it looks like oh. a, it looks like a pork chop. Yeah, this like deal. a pork okay. chop. Pork chop with a long handle on it that you can use to to disable <laughs> an intruder in the house. <laughs> that's a funny. I, I've seen these before. I just didn't realize that's what you call them. But it's yeah, good, good name for them. Actually, kind of kind of racist. A little on the racist yeah. side. I'm not gonna lie to you. A tomahawk steak looks like a giant meat lollipop <laughs> with a slightly <laughs> a slightly curved stick. Yes. It's a that's it, a it's the, what Patrick Waugh used to use when he played with the right. played with the, the Avalanche. It was a goalie stick. The bone that comes out of the tomahawk steak is probably it's at least as long as the steak itself. It's got to be eight, it's got to be seven or eight inches long. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. It if looks you, like looks like the steak that Fred Flintstone got when he when yeah. he rolled into the Bronto Burger place. If you froze the tomahawk steak, you could take it out of the freezer and play a game of tennis with it. Uh, yeah, yeah. You At can least use, ping pong. Yeah, you could use it. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing you could use it to sink nails. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It Got was. It. it was well worth it, though. I mean, and don't get me wrong. By the way, expen- most expensive steak I've ever bought. Really? Yeah, it was. Okay. Expensive. I mean, because they're big and they're they're not they're pricey. Strong hand, strong handle on it. Well, that, that was the problem. Got a long, long, strong handle on. So it. So here's the issue I have: uh, a steak like that, when you put it, if you try to put, I, I have an electric 
cooking, you know, electric stove. Okay. I used to have a grill. I got rid of it because it was old and, you know, sun damaged from being, you know, so I, I had it, I had it taken away. So now I don't have a grill. I don't have a barbecue grill. So I can't barbecue anything. So anything I want, any meat that I have to cook, I want to do it in, I have to do it in a pan. I have to pan fry it. Yeah. Which is okay. If you do it, if you know how to pan fry, you know, you're good. I don't have a cast iron skillet or anything like that. But so you pan fry it. Problem is tomahawk steak, that bone is so long, it doesn't fit in any conventional frying pan. Doesn't fit in anything. Right, right. It's the, too big. Because the bone would would hang over the edge. And then it keeps thus the steak, lifting the, the steak, steak off, off the, the, yeah. the, the surface. Yeah, and I can't put it in the broiler in the oven because then it's like baking, like I'm baking a roast beef. It's not the same. <laughs> so I'm sort of screwed in that way. Thankfully, I have an inordinately large uh, pan that I got at like, one, of the, one of the mall. I think I was up in Anthem, you know, the outlets, the malls there where you walk sure. into one of the cooking stores and they've got a, uh, a, 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 a pan the size of, looks like a, a, a spare tire on a big truck. Right, right. <laughs> All right, so, so yeah, so I, I was right. able to cook it up and uh, worth it. I'm not sure if it was worth what I paid for it, but it was damn good, damn good tomahawk steak. Yeah. Uh, by the way, in case you don't know how to judge the quality of a steak, okay, um, what it depends on is if you live in a cartoon world, how quickly it will get rid of a black eye for you. Well, that's very. If you good. put yeah, it over your black yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah, that, I don't know. I don't know anybody that yeah. has ever done that. <laughs> ever. That's why I said if you live inside of a cartoon. Yeah. Then you constantly put steaks over your black eyes. Let me, and if you don't live in the cartoon world and you really want to put a steak over a black eye, two words for you London broil. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, it was kind of a little little serendipity there, a little fate that we, we were joking around earlier about Goody's headache powder. Why? When, uh, yeah, it's so closely associated with NASCAR, and we had a, a big yeah. There you go, had a big NASCAR win yesterday for a guy who used to live in the Valley of the Sun, named Michael McDowell. See, not, they got the golden arches. We got the golden ox. Not that McDowell. Not Cleo McDowell. Not Cleo McDowell. Cleo McDowell. And not Michael McDonald, former lead singer of the Doobie Brothers, who did actually try NASCAR, but every time he was close to the finish line, he'd stop, get out, and sing Taking It to the Streets. Taking it to the Streets. And he would always finish last then because, you know, it's a four-minute song. You can't pass me in the corner. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, when Paul had a headache this weekend, so we were joking earlier about Goody's headache powder. Bad headache is what I had. Which, again, Goody's headache powder. What's the difference between a headache powder and an aspirin? Uh, you know, somebody stepped on the headache powder when and, it was an aspirin and, and turned it into headache powder. We still didn't have anybody tell us whether or not they've ever had Goody's headache powder on them <laughs> and uh, got pulled over and had a cop tested for cocaine. <laughs> that's right. Because that's what it looks like. It looks like cocaine in Absolutely. a rolling paper. For uh, those of you that have never lived in the South and had some. Yeah, Goody's headache powder. Hey, it's so funny you guys have mentioned that Goody stuff. I work for Walgreens. And I had a guy just like two days ago come in and ask for the goodies aspirin. I was just like, what in the world is that? I have no idea. <laughs> Did you have it? Yeah, we got it. <laughs> so oh. you can get some goodies headache powder here in the Valley. Yep, you sure can. Go to Walgreens. We got it. Hey, are you guys doing vaccinations yet? Some of our stores will be, yes. Are you going to be doing it when you when your store does it? <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure yet. I'm not in that 65 category yet, my friend. Yeah. No, I mean, are you going to be the one giving people the vaccination? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. They're like, don't let that guy do it. He didn't even know he had goodies. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, all our pharmacists and all of our techs and stuff, they've been practicing uh, giving our employees shots with just, like, saline solution. So, yeah, it's been fun. 
Wow, that's how you warm up, huh? That's how you warm up. Wow. That's pretty yeah. crazy. By the way, I'd like to thank, you for, thank you for calling us on this flatulent phone. I know, his phone kept farting at us, but weird thing. It's so strange. That's a weird thing. But again, with the shots, they only have to jab it in your shoulder. It's not like uh, it's not like somebody's drawing blood where you got to hit a vein. No, that kind of thing. I, <laughs> you don't even... A little less like, exact. I think you can just... They can just stab you in a butt cheek with that, right? I was just going to say, my mom was a darts league champion. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't think with the vaccine, you have to be real specific as to where you get stabbed with it. So Jabbed with it, pricked with it, yeah, yeah, stabbed is probably not the right word you want yeah. to use there. But you know what I mean. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it matters too much. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I'm not a professional, and I'm not going to give any medical advice on the air because people do stupid things that we say. Well, that guy who was on the phone with us, he wouldn't know either. No, exactly. But he does know where the goodies is now. There Aisle four yep. next to the bear. It's time for Mark and Paul's Big Three at Nine. We will give you the best audio clips of the day. All right. So um, this past weekend, we, we talked about this. Michael McDowell, no relation to Cleo McDowell of the famous McDowell's restaurant. Yeah. Um, won the Daytona 500. Now, the reason he won it is because he drives very fast and he's very good at driving and is able to avoid... Huge pileups of cars in front of him, which is what happened at the Daytona 500, and it's always fun to listen to. Oh, no. Oh, no. Alma, no. hold up. Bowman. Oh, the 24 is on his side. Remember what I said, Clint, about 21 cars? I don't Might know if we got it. there, but, man, that took out a lot of race cars and a lot of great race cars in there. I know Eric Amarola was uh, one of the front ones up front. So anytime that happens up front, you're going to take out a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, right. and like 21 cars. I love the sound of the. Can you want to hear the screeching again? It was yeah. It's 16 cars in total was the number of cars that got taken out. And this was like the last lap. So Michael McDowell was kind of in the pack behind that. He happened to you know just kind of kind of tiptoe through all these cars and won the race. This is what you want to hear, isn't it? Remember yeah. what I said? <laughs> Sounds like Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, Man. That is ugly, so yeah. Hey, you know what? Congratulations to Michael McDowell. They, he is described as a journeyman racer from Arizona. That is his first win in 358 starts. And I always wonder about guys like that who don't win. You know, the you know the Jeff Gordons, and I know that's a dated reference now because he's not racing anymore, but sure. they make millions and millions. What do guys like him make? Is he, is he in six figures? Is he is he making 50 grand? I don't know. I've always wondered about that kind of thing because there's a lot of expense that goes into being a driver. Well, if, if you love what you do, you know, you don't work a day. So that in that true. situation, so good for him. So congratulations to Michael McDowell. All right. So, th- you know, whatever side you're on, there's been nothing funny about impeachment. No, there's nothing but, funny about it. But there was. Well, there a, is something funny about it. A humorous moment as one of the lawyers was describing things and, and grossly mispronounced the name of a major American city. And it's always fun to hear the local media tell the story. Before the acquittal, that same defense attorney drew laughter after he suggested that depositions happen right here in the city of brotherly love. These depositions should be done in person, in my office, in Philadelphia. That's where they should be done. I love the laughter. Yeah, that he, was the Senate laughing. Here's the thing. Philadelphia. He gets that. It's Vanderveen is the guy's name. Yeah. Uh, that attorney 
gets a bigger laugh than the joke that we're going to use for sound number three. Yeah, um, you know, and it's interesting. Sound sound bite number three regarding um, a a legendary pioneer of First Amendment, First Amendment rights, and and skin mags, and and do it and do it yourself erotica too. Yeah, he was uh, everybody's favorite first biology teacher, if you will, Larry Flint, who died last week. Flint, the founder of Hustler magazine, has died at the age of seventy-eight. His family has asked that in lieu of flowers, you send full bushes. And here's the thing. That joke didn't get as big a laugh oh, as Vanderveen. That's, that's a great joke. That's a great joke. It didn't get as big a joke as Vanderveen did on the floor of the Senate. By the way, if you're on the floor of the Senate, and again, I don't care about the politics of it. You should know how to pronounce the American city where the United States was actually born. Philadelphia, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's kind of like we both worked at different times for the same general manager. Yes. Pronounce this city, if you would. T-U-C-S-O-N. <laughs> oh, it's Tucson, of course. Tucson. To him, it was Tucson. Tucson. Yeah, that's the way he said it, it every time. Of course, it was conquered by the great French yeah. explorer. I was down in Tucson the other day. Yeah, yeah. 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 Manuel Gutierrez. So. <laughs> Not as bad as Philadelphia. Philadelphia. That's so the big three at three. nine, and we'll do it again tomorrow, same time. Always giving you the top three audio sound bites of the day. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. 100.7 KSLX. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.